hello there dreamers i have missed you all it's been a few weeks welcome back to the dreams unloaded podcast i'm your host jay flew and i'm really happy to be back with you so i want to bring you in on my process this past month has been filled with adventure but it's also been filled with grieving it's been filled with celebrating other people and and new unions and weddings and oh my goodness what a whirlwind but what I want to zoom in on is this whole idea this whole inevitable thing everyone experiences at some point in life and that's death and I want to talk specifically about contending for legacy in the midst of transition so I recently just lost my great-grandmother who was a whopping 101 years old she turned 100 in the height of the pandemic so we were we weren't able to celebrate last year uh, I'm sorry in 2020 but in 2021 a bunch of family members were able to gather at her home and love on her and celebrate her and I just know that made her heart that did her heart so good so I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. That was my last chance to see her back in the summer of 2021 in August. And I'm just, I'm really grateful. Um, So recently we were at her funeral this past weekend. And as I was sitting in the funeral, I was so overwhelmed by this thought. As I'm listening to all the things that people are saying about her, I'm hearing themes she was a pioneer in her church. She was a mother to more than, you know, than those she biologically was a mother to. She was a pillar in the community and she was marked by love. She marked other people by her love and acceptance of them. And as I heard those themes, I was overcome by this thought. Her legacy cannot die in the ground with her. Her legacy must live on. She had a godly legacy. She was a godly woman. And I'm grateful that she passed along a godly inheritance. But I cannot watch the things that she fought for in the faith and and, in the natural in her life. I can't watch those things simmer down. I have to do whatever it is that's my part to see those things perpetuated because they came at such a cost. And not only that, but they weren't just her dreams. A lot of them were God dreams that were seeds given to her that she stewarded and and allowed to grow and watered. And so this is how we go from glory to glory. I believe that the, the biblical, the verse that says we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. I believe that verse is also generational as we steward what God gives us, as we pass the baton to the next generation, as they actually accept the baton and then steward and God entrusts them with more. Like it's an increasing, it's an ever increasing glory, but it's a stewardship thing. And I believe there's a contending that needs to happen. Wow. You guys hear that rain? (laughs) It's intense. Um, So It's an ever-increasing glory, but there's a part that we play in that. We have to contend for what God promised to our forefathers. I'm reminded of Abraham and Jacob in the book of Genesis. So God gave Abraham a covenant. He made a covenant with Abraham actually in a dream. And what he showed him was bigger than what would be accomplished in his own own lifetime. 
the Lord began to give him promises that were generational. So Abraham knew how to pray that his sons and his son's sons would see this promise fulfilled. Fast forward to Jacob. I don't know what Jacob did or didn't know, but the Lord began to give Jacob the dream. He began to reopen up the dream that was Abraham's and helped Jacob to cause that to become his own. And it was fulfilled more so in Jacob's lifetime than it was in Abraham's. So there's this, there's this thing that goes both ways, right? So, so me, Giovanni, I can contend for the legacy that my great grandmother left behind. And I can also ask the Lord, what is my bloodline carrying? What do I need to, what are the promises you're giving me for my future children and my future children's children and their children, right? So this is, this is where this is the truth, the reality that we're part of a bigger and greater storyline. And I know I've spoken about this a bit in previous episodes, but the Lord has just been giving me so much revelation and giving me such a heart for this in my own life and my own process right now. So good questions to ask as people transition in your lives and even in the faith. We have a lot of people who recently in the past even two years have transitioned generals of the faith, we can be asking the Lord, you know, what's the void in the earth? What is the mantle that's being, that's being dropped, that's being left? But also what did you promise them, Lord? What are the promises you made to them that have not been completely fulfilled as of yet? And what role can I play in seeing that manifest? How can I cooperate with what you started in them? Lord, would you entrust me and, and and just begin to ask them. And even if you have, you know, physical clues, what did they leave behind? What were they praying for? What did they really desire? This is a way of honoring legacy is by coming into agreement with their prayers and their desires and, you know, maybe even practically unfinished projects. What can you pick up that did not finish? I heard a minister say that, Um, the richest place on earth or the most money, you know, money dense place on earth is the grave because people die with God dreams. They die with so much potential that was never realized. And I believe, you know, I believe my great grandmother died empty. I believe, you know, she, she did a lot with what she had. Um, But I just want to, you know, propose that perspective as well, that many of us, we are, we have, we have a lot that's laying dormant inside of us. And perhaps those in our family line, they had so much that they, that they had yet to accomplish that we can come into agreement with and pick up the baton to fulfill. So I pray that, that that gives some perspective for you as well. If, if there's anyone who's going through something similar as me, I am praying that God would give me dreams in the night that unpack and show me visually what, like, how, how I'm picking up a baton. Is there anything that I'm going to be doing that will honor her legacy? And yes, the answer is yes, but it's more a matter of what than if. So there's also this greater story, this greater picture of the inheritance that we have in the Lord. And I began to go back to the scriptures, particularly in John chapter 14, because that's where we hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. This is, 
Jesus, who is giving his parting speech and giving the final words before he ascends. And he's speaking a lot about what the Holy Spirit's role is going to be in our lives. And I began to process this with the Lord and I began to see, goodness, there's a legacy thing happening here too. He doesn't want what he came to impart to just die as as he ascends. But he wanted us to walk even in, in a greater measure than he walked in. And Holy Spirit was the strategy. Releasing Holy Spirit was the strategy for us to walk in the legacy and to go from glory to glory. Our godly, our spiritual inheritance, our spiritual legacy. It's so beautiful. So in John 14, 16, it says that he will ask the father. Jesus said, I will ask the father and he will give you another helper so that he may be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. Fast forward to verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of all that I said to you. So this is kind of like having your having my great grandmother's journal, right? The journal is if I, as I read it, it's going to remind me of the things that that she said, the things that she was going after. But Jesus is saying, I'm giving you a living spirit. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit who will literally speak to you and he will make available to you what I said was yours. He will remind you what I said. He will teach you everything that you need to know for you to fully walk in your inheritance as a son and a daughter of the living God. Jesus gives us access to our inheritance in God. He gives us actually whatever is um, owed to Jesus, whatever Jesus deserves, we get access to. And Holy Spirit is part of uh, releasing that to us. So I find this so beautiful. And another thing that, you know, Jesus shows us while he's on earth is how to pray. In Matthew chapter 13, he shows us how to pray. And this is obviously so, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6. He shows us how to pray and he doesn't want that legacy of prayer to die in the ground with him. So he has these these prayers and he has Holy Spirit who's going to help us to pray. But he releases this model that he writes down so that it doesn't get lost, that he has scribed so it doesn't get lost. And this model that he gives us is to acknowledge, you know, it's the Lord's prayer, as we all know. Our father who art in heaven, we're acknowledging God as our father. We're acknowledging him as holy. We're asking for his kingdom to come and his will to be done, not our own. And then he's at, he's he's instructing us to pray that we would receive provision for today, the word of the Lord that we need for right now in the present. And then he's telling us to walk in forgiveness, just as we ask the Lord for forgiveness, that we would also release forgiveness and that we would not be led into temptation and that we would receive deliverance. And so this model is a like, to me, it's a big indicator of the legacy we get to walk in. Like We get to pray effective prayers because Jesus showed us. And so 
I'm all searching the red in the scriptures right now. What did Jesus teach us? <laughs> I'm going backwards to go forward. And I pray that God would give us dreams that show us the fullness of of our inheritance, the fullness of his spirit that's available to us today and not just reserved for those times. So I'm kind of bringing it back to the basics, but experiencing this natural loss has caused me to dig deeper into spiritual inheritance as well. You have to contend. You have to know what's yours. You have to know. You have to know what God has said to you and what God has made available to you through Jesus and through Holy Spirit. So I pray that you would dive into these treasures as well. Revisit some of these very common prayers and scriptures. Matthew 6 um, verses 9 through 14. John 14, 16 and 26. And also Ephesians chapter 1 talks about how the Holy Spirit is given to us as a down payment. And it talks about the inheritance that we have as saints. So I encourage you to go through that again as well. I want to give you a quick story, another story that drives this whole generational piece down. And it's a beautiful story of slaves, actually. And I'm telling you, this is a living testimony because um, it was told by some mentors of mine who travel the country sharing this story. So... The gentleman, I'm going to not say the name now because I may have them on a future podcast episode and I want it to be a fun surprise. So the man of God, his family, his ancestors were slaves. And in those days, it was not allowed by slave owners to pray out loud and openly because it would impart this sense of hope that they did not want the slaves to have. So the slaves, they said they had to pray and they still did pray. They held meetings, but they were very strategic about how they did it. They would take this kettle pot, flip it upside down on the floor, but prop it up ever so slightly from the floor so there was a little gap between the floor and the pot. Then they would get on the floor, prostrate themselves, and pray prayers with their lips just in that gap so that the the kettle would muffle and capture the sounds of their prayers and no one outside the room would be able to hear but we know the lord heard those prayers that were prayed and the prayers they prayed they did not have the faith to believe that breakthrough in this arena of of racial inequity and injustice and discrimination would be resolved in their lifetime so they prayed for generations to come that they would see freedom that they would see absolute transformation in this area so fast forward several hundred years i'm sorry not several hundred years fast forward several years the next generation on the very front lawn of that property where those slaves that prayed it was signed the civil rights movement ended on that very front lawn. That's where it was. The, the papers were signed to enact freedom for slaves. How incredible is that? It just really, it really um, paints a beautiful picture for me of thinking ahead, asking God for his dream. Like the, It was God's dream, too, for those slaves to see freedom. And they had the faith to pray for their children and children's children to walk in freedom. And God honored those prayers. 
Now, I don't believe God wants us to have hope deferred. Like he, they didn't believe that he could do it in their lifetime. Um, or maybe it was a prophetic sense that God was going to be fulfilling the promise to the next generation, just like Abraham. I don't believe he wants us to walk in a, a hope that's deferred. But he does want us to look at the bigger picture, the bigger storyline, generations and generations, the body of Christ that's bigger than just ourselves. I know I've been talking a lot about this, even in previous episodes, but I believe it's near to the heart of God for us to, um, to, to see a synergy in the body and in generations and to, to, <laughs> to look bigger, to think bigger, all of that. So I know I was a little bit longer winded today, but I pray that you were blessed by this episode. Next time, we are going to talk about death and different scenarios where you see death um, in your dreams, dead people in your dreams. I don't want to give too much away, but stay tuned for next week. I'm going to unpack when it's good and when it's bad. Lord, I just thank you for every listener. I pray that you would impart to them your dream for their family line, that you would cause them to walk in a fervor, to walk in um, a strength and give them an ability to contend for what you promised them. Lord, I pray for an unlocking of promises, even promises that seem like they died or they're, they're dormant or they haven't been fulfilled. I pray that you would breathe fresh life on them. I pray that you would give them the words and the faith and the boldness to speak to those dry bones and watch them live again. I pray, Father, for dreams in the night that are aligned with your will and your purposes, Father. I ask that you would refresh every listener with your love, with your presence as they listen. In Jesus' name, amen. See you next time. Thanks for listening.